Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Vanderbilt podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by betonline.ag and eBay Sneakers. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, and I am over the moon to be joined by former Final Four MVP, Florida Gator, and Middle Tennessee native, Corey Brewer. Corey, thank you so much for taking out a couple minutes to hang out with me today. Oh, yeah. Anytime, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Before we get into it, just got to remind everyone that we're brought to you by our presenting sponsor, BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NBA's in full swing. College basketball, well, the tournament is here, guys. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at BetOnline, the spot for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online online sportsbook experts, Corey like we mentioned on the top, you're originally from our area, Portland, Tennessee. So how did you make your way down to Gainesville from here? And then I also want to know, were you recruited by Vandy at all? Did you have any interest in sticking around this area? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Vandy was one of the first schools to recruit me. So um, Coach Stallings and assistant coach, Coach Jackson was there. Coach Jackson, I've seen a lot of them. So um, actually, Vanderbilt was actually in my top threes. <laughs> I almost went there. I almost thought about going because it was close close to home. My dad got sick and Vanderbilt actually was up there. Oh nice, nice. But what so what was the thing that like eventually like made you like say like yes, I want to go down to Florida? Was it Coach Donovan? Was it the culture, the system? Like what was it that like really sold you on going to Gainesville? Um, it was everything. Um Coach Donovan for sure. Um Coach Anthony Grant, um, he's assistant, he's now head coach of Dayton. He was the one that recruited me really hard. And then when I went on my visit to Florida, it was just, man, everything. The atmosphere, the people, the campus. I was just like, man, it's beautiful. And then Coach Donovan told me how he wanted to use me and the style of play that Florida was going to play. And I just felt like everything fit me. Yeah, because you guys were playing a little bit more wide open than most of the other schools at that point. You guys are a little more up-tempo than a lot of college basketball was, you know, especially in, you know, the early mid two thousands, right? Cause they had you guys running a little bit more. Oh yeah. We, we got out, we ran and we just played. We ran, we shot threes, um, got to the basket. It was just fun, fun basketball. Everybody played together. Everybody moved the ball and you know, if you're open, shoot it. Yeah. And, and you and Torian green on the wing was a deadly, deadly combo for, anyone that was playing against you guys. Obviously, you were the 2007 Final Four MVP. What's your favorite memory from the tournament that year or, you know, the year before? You guys were the last team to go back to back. So what, you know, what what really sticks out when you think back about it to, like, your experience in the tournament, either of those years? In the tournament, um, one of my really uh, moments I remember is Sweet 16 against Georgetown. Um, we were down one with late in the game, like 30-some seconds left, and I hit a shot. It was an N1, which ended up being the shot to help us win the game, which was, that was an amazing feeling. And just when you cut down the nets, it's nothing like cutting down the nets. I don't think people understand. When when that final horn goes off and you're the national champion, like, 
you're the best. Like, it's an amazing feeling. It's a feeling you never forget. Look in the crowd. I see my mom up there. Just, she's so happy. Look at everybody else's parents. It's just like, man, you did it. So, that's like awesome. It, no feeling like winning, though. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty surprised that all you guys came back for the 2006-2007 season. A lot of people thought, you know, Jokin was definitely going to go. He was projected to be a number one pick. You and Al were both definitely going to be lottery picks. But you guys all came back. And because you did that, you guys had as big a target on your back as any team that I can remember. What was it like trying to defend? The, did you find it tougher to defend the title than to make it to the mountaintop in the first place? Uh, it definitely was tougher to defend it just because you get everybody's best shot and so much, so many expectations. Like, you're supposed to win it all. Like, you're the best team. You're the number one seed. So, you know, it's tough. But um, for us, we were a good group. We were mentally tough. Coach Donovan was great by keeping us keeping us even killed, keeping us in the moment. And just we just knew what we had to do to go out there and win it. And that's what we did. For sure, yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, SEC basketball – it sort of ebbs and flows and how good the conference is. But when you guys were, the conference was very, very strong. Uh, where was your favorite place to play in the SEC away from Gainesville? What was the arena that you liked going to play at the most and why? Um, I love to go to um, go to Rupp because, um, man, it's fun to play there. And Kentucky, didn't they didn't offer me a scholarship, and it was kind of personal. So I used to love to go up there. But I also love to come to Bandy just because the court is so different. And being in high school and growing up in that area, I used to go drive and play pickup all the time in the summer there. And it was a fun place to play. I think I had my career high at Bandy. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what is it? Because, I mean, Memorial is a wild place to play. It's it's like it's like nowhere else in the country except for, I think, Minnesota has a, is set up the same way. How different is it playing on Memorial than in any other gym? Like, what's the biggest difference that you notice when you play on the court there? You're always looking for the coach because the bench is at the end of the court. So it's like, normally, like, you look to your right or left, you see coach. Like, now it's like you have to look at the end. It's it's crazy. And then the fans are, like, down low. It's like, the whole setup is, like, it's a weird setup, but it's a great home gym. I feel like if I, if I was playing at Vanderbilt, I would love that gym just because it's so different and teams are thrown off by just the whole overall disposition of the gym. And the fans are great. Vandy, Vandy has some, has real fans. Like, I think they beat us. Y'all beat us one year and they rushed the court. It was, yeah. Well, it, 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 was that, it was that 2007 season, right? And actually, your biggest loss in that season was at Memorial. Y'all lost by 13 at Memorial, uh, headed down the stretch a little bit. And so, you know, I was just doing, I was digging around a little bit, you know, before you came on the show. And I realized that, like, coming down the stretch on uh, your title defense season, you guys lost three of your last five home, uh, three of your last five games during the regular season before the SEC tournament hit. Do you remember like were you guys in a malaise at all, or like what you were feeling at that point? And then what do you think may accounted for your your turnaround so late in the season to then go undefeated through the SEC tournament and obviously the NCAA tournament? I think we got um, we got a little bored, I guess you could say. <laughs> we stopped we stopped playing the way we should have been playing. Like we were going through the motions. Um, just because it was a long year, we had been getting everybody's best shot. But I think once um once we knew it was tournament time and the SEC tournament started, uh, we all locked back in, and from then on it was, you know, it was, we did what we did. We played Florida Gator basketball, played together, moved the ball, and you know we ran through the tournament again. Yeah, for sure. I mean that title game that year, you guys had five of the top 
10 picks in the country, or five of the top, what, seven picks or something like that in the draft were playing in that game. Or five of the top 10, I guess it was. Five of the top 10 between you, Al, Joe Kim, Greg Oden, Mike Conley. Like, there was talent on talent on talent in that game. Um, you know, that was that that was a fun one. You guys won. You won the you won the Final Four MVP. What did that mean to you personally to be able to take home that Final Four MVP? Um, at the time, I didn't really care about being the Final Four MVP. I was just worried about winning the championship. But now looking back on it, um, it's a great memory. You know, anytime you're most outstanding player, MVP or anything, you just, you know, it's amazing. That means you were playing your best basketball. And I feel like I was playing really well. Um, but as a team, we were playing really well. And we just feel like we couldn't be beat. And so once we, like both years, I feel like when we were playing and we, we were playing our best basketball. So we came into every game very confident. For sure. So do you, are you still in touch with those, you know, your teammates from those back-to-back teams, Torian, Joe Kim, Al, do you guys still have like a text thread or anything like that when it comes around to March? Are you guys all like, oh, remember what it was like, blah, 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 that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. We still talk all the time. We always text each other. Um, yeah, of course. During this time, we definitely will be texting, especially our Gators in the tournament. So we'll definitely text about it. Um, we're all still, we're all still cool. So that's a good thing. We still talk to each other. We all got kids now, which is crazy to say. So it's good. Is Joe Kim as wild in person as he seems like from far away? Um, oh, he's way wilder for sure. <laughs> Joe Kim's one of the, that's a personality, man. He's one of the best people in the world. Um, great guy, fun, and it's just him. He's, that's the way he is. Um, but he, he'll take his shirt off his back and give it to anybody. He's a great guy. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I grew up as a big tennis fan. So like I was like I knew who his dad was, and I, when I saw him in college, I was like, wait a second. Like, I'm like Noah, he looks like he kind of looks like Yannick. Wait a second. This is this can't be. Yeah, no, it's Yannick Noah's kid. All right, man. That was absolutely wild for me. I definitely did a double take the first time I saw him on the court. Um, let's switch gears and talk about this year's tournament. Uh, obviously, Florida's back in the tourney this year. Have you been able to? Because this is your, uh, you know, you retired last year from the NBA, so you've been. Have you had any more time to watch college ball this year? Do you have any feelings about this year's tournament? Oh, yeah. I always keep up with college basketball, man. I love basketball, so I watch everything. But for sure, um, this year's tournament is going to be different. With COVID and everything, it's going to be different. It's going to be um, it's gonna be up in there. Anybody can win it all. But there's some really good teams. Gonzaga is playing great. They have three players who are really good, man. They could be the best player on – if they were on any other team, they'd be the best player on that team. Um, so Gonzaga is going to be tough to beat Illinois. I like what Coach Andrew is doing over there. Illinois is really, they're, they're playing well. Um, they're going to be a tough out, um, Baylor for sure. Coach Drew is doing a great job. Um, then I like, I always look at the SEC. So my SEC, SEC school is an attorney. It's what it's all about, man. I always tell everybody, I, I love the SEC. So Alabama, Coach Oates got them. They got those guys balling, man. They're, they're shooting a three, threes and layups. Um, they're playing well. Arsenal is going to be a tough out. And then you, you got to look at um, Tennessee. Coach Barnes doing a great job there. He has those guys. You know, there can be a team to make a run. You know, my Gators, Coach White's going to have them ready. Hey, we, we have, we're, we're, we're up and down. You know, we, we have a tough year. Um, but, hey, you never know. Anything can happen when you get in a tournament. Well, especially this year, I feel like it's even more wide open than usual because of everything that's going on, you know, COVID-wise. 
uh when was the last time you got back down to Gainesville Gainesville and got to you know and, and got to play a little ball down there I used to go every summer until I guess it's last summer when COVID hit yeah uh, it's the first summer I hadn't been in probably 13 or 14 years okay so, so I always go and hopefully when, when all this stuff is over I'll be able to go back that's crazy that's crazy all right well before we hop uh into a little bit more of our conversation i want to take a minute to talk about our newest sponsor ebay whether it's that rare dead stock or the latest release find the exact shoe you're looking for as the original sneaker marketplace ebay is the place to go to cop that pair you've been eyeing what's your favorite shoe Corey? um gotta be the penny the pennies yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm a Tennessee boy, so growing up, Penny was the man. So okay, I, think I, okay. I, I had the I had the pennies on in the national championship game. Actually, when I was MOP. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm sure you can find some of those over on eBay. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. They're going to be authentic if you get them on eBay. And for all you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Plus, the verified return process will protect you from start to finish. So head on over to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Let's move on to your time in the NBA you played for eight teams. You won a title in your fourth year with the Mavericks, which a lot of people uh, may not remember. You moved from uh, Minnesota to Dallas that season. What was that transition like for you moving from, you know, a team in Minnesota that, you know, let's face it, they'd been struggling for a while. They'd been struggling since KG left. Uh, moving on to a team that ended up going and, you know, playing in and winning the title. What was that transition for you like? And what was it like to, you know, to beat LeBron in the finals um, it was great um for me personally um because going from minnesota and just to play with future hall of famers like i got to play with eric got to play with jason kidd jason terry sean marion Patience Teakovich, um, it was unbelievable. Sean Stevenson, I just, man, it just helped me a lot just to be around those guys and learn from those guys. I feel like it helped my career, it helped me stay in the league. So how did, it, how did it help your career? Just like learning like really how to be a pro from those guys, like what their work ethic was, like how, the way that they saw the game, anything from Coach Carlisle? Oh, for sure. Um, just the way they saw the game, the way they worked. Um, Coach Carlisle was amazing. Um, he would take his time. He would work with me all the time. And like, it was weird because he's a head coach, but he would always come work with me before practice, after practice. Um, Tim Gergovich was actually there behind the scenes and he did a lot of work with me. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, um, those guys just taught me how to be a pro, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I was on the young team in Minnesota. Um, you know, Greg Bugner was there. He was my vet, but, um, just to be around a bunch of guys who were veteran guys. Um, I feel like it helped me. This is what it takes to be in the league for a long time. I remember what it was to Sean Stevenson that got an ATM put in his house, right? Yeah, these days. <laughs> Man, I can I can only imagine what the card game is like at his place. It must be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were were you a card player at all? Uh, you know, on the team plane or anything like that? Oh yeah, I used to play on the planes for sure. We used to have a, we used to have fun. You know, it's always fun to play cards with all the guys. What's your game? 
Uh, we used to play Blu-ray on the plane, but, you know, I, I play poker. Mm-hmm. I play whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blu-ray is obviously the game that, you know, everybody talks about as being, you know, the game that everybody plays, which it's like Bidwist, right? Like, it's like, it's like a, it's a, it's a trick-taking game. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, you played on a lot of great teams, a lot of great players. Uh, you played on 2015 Rockets, and I was talking to you about this for a second before, uh, before we started recording. As a Clipper fan... As someone who used to be a Clipper season ticket holder in the 2015 season, man, that is you. You were on the team that broke my heart the most out of any team that I ever watched play because I could have sworn in Game Six that we were gonna we were going to the conference finals, and all of a sudden you and Josh Smith just like turned into Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on their best night. It was I've never seen anything quite like it. What was it like? Was it just like you just could feel like you couldn't miss? Is that one of those situations where? Like the basket feels like it's as big as the ocean. Like, what was that feeling to just like be able to come down to hit three after three after three? It's just when you get in the zone, man. The zone's like no other. When you're in the zone, no matter what shot you take, where it's at, you just know what's going in. And that night, I felt like um, we were down, and I was like, I got to do something to get us going. And I just, I just started trying to do whatever I could do to get us going. I made a couple of layups, and then after that. Everything started going in. Then Josh started making shots. And then we just knew it's our night. Let's, let's keep it going. And finally, I think I hit the three to take the lead. And I just, we knew we were going to win. Yeah. Well, once once Josh started hitting them, like, you know, we, we expect you to hit him more. Like, you know, you're a well above average career three point shooter. Josh was like a 25%, you know, career three point shooter. Like, and he was, he was a dude that wasn't afraid to put him up. We know. But like, as soon as he started hitting like a couple in a row, I was like, oh my God, you can't, you cannot be serious right now. You cannot be serious. So that was, did you ever have any other games? Do you have any other like vivid memories of being in the zone like that at other times in your career? Yeah. When I had 50, um, when I scored 50, I was in the zone for sure. Mm-hmm. I had a playoff game when I was in Denver. I think I had 20 something against the Lakers. I feel like I couldn't miss. Um, I've had quite a few games where, like I always say, um, I'm not the greatest shooter, but I can get hot. Some guys just can't shoot at all. They mm-hmm. can't get hot, but I definitely can get hot. So if I see a couple go in, it could be a could be a great night for me. Oh yeah, for sure. I can, you know, I I can definitely imagine. Yeah, you, uh, man. I mean, you were you played everywhere, man. It's it, it's wild. What was your favorite NBA city to live in? Um, I like my time in Minnesota just because it was the, the city that um, drafted me, and mm-hmm. that was my first three years in the. It's been basically been, been by myself alone. So Minnesota always has a place in my heart. But um, I'd say Dallas and Houston. I love Texas. Mm-hmm. So being in Texas. But it's hard to choose. I play some great cities because, like, I don't really have a clear-cut winner because I played in L.A. Like, yeah, who, who, wouldn't wanna live, who wouldn't want to live in L.A.? Like, I played in um, Denver. It's an underrated city. Denver's oh, yeah. very beautiful. Great fans. Um, man. I mean, you played. You played. You played in Philly for a hot minute too. Yeah, Philly was amazing. Philly's fans <laughs> are some of the best fans to ever play for. Um, They're wild. That, that was a great situation. So I, I really can't just pick a city. I love Houston. I live in Houston now, so I probably say Houston because I end up um, making my home base there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a great place. But I play in some great cities. I don't have a clear cut winner. Um, so you mentioned Penny growing up. Was he like your your basketball role model when you were growing up? Oh, yeah, I love see. Penny was the man, Tony Delk and Ron Mercer, all those Tennessee guys. Oh, okay, okay. So they, they were all from, they were all Tennessee, you know. So being from a small town in Tennessee 
and like watching basketball, like you hear the stories all about like how good those guys are. So those are definitely my favorite, some of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, actually, uh, uh, Tony Delk hosts the uh, Kentucky podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. So uh, we're going to yeah. have to get you guys hooked up for that. Um, I don't know if you're going to want to go on the Kentucky show after they didn't give you a uh, after they didn't give you a scholarship, though. Uh, what was, was Tubby the coach there then? Yeah, Tubby was the coach. <laughs> oh, oof. Yeah, they're going to they regret that one. I am. I'm quite certain of I'm quite certain of that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, do you have you gotten to know Penny at all? Like, I mean, he's coaching over in Memphis now. Um, yeah, but, I, I know him a little bit, but you know, Penny's great, man. He's one of the guys, first Tennessee guys to, you know, blow up. So, you know, he's a man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, so what are you doing now? You know, it's your first year out of the league. Obviously COVID has changed everything, but you said you're living in Houston. What are you up to these days? No, nah, um, I actually do player development for the Pelicans. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, oh, that's so awesome. Oh, so you've been like, working with Zion. Yeah, so I actually live in New Orleans. But I, I, my home base, like, my house in Houston, but I live in New Orleans, too. So I guess I split time both oh, places. Man. New Orleans is another great place to live, man. That is, that, that that's my spot. That's my spot. A lot of my family's from, is is from New Orleans. Um, So what's it been like working with Brandon Ingram and Zion and a lot of those young guys that they have on that team, Lonzo? Um, it's been great. All all those guys work extremely hard. They're all young and they're all getting better, man. Like especially those three guys, they're they're the top tw- under twenty five guys mm-hmm. in the NBA. So for sure, you did know, you have just an opportunity to work with those guys? Been amazing. Did you have a relationship with like Stan Van Gundy before this year? Is he the one who got you involved there? Was it David Griffin that brought you in? How did you get involved with the Pelicans? Yeah, I knew um, Griff. I've known Griff for a long time um, since he tried to get me. They tried to draft me in Phoenix when he was there. Okay. So it's back in 2007. Oh, so, dang. So that's a, so it's a great connection. And uh, Coach um, Coach Van Gundy, I didn't know him very well, but now I do. He's a great guy. So yeah, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. He's a, He was a freaking guest on uh, Levitard Show, which is one of my favorite shows. So he's, uh, he's you know, he's he's a guy that's got a lot of, interesting and well thought out opinions on a lot of things outside of the basketball world. And I really respect him for that. So excellent, man. Well, you got anything else you want to plug before we get out of here, man? Besides the Pelicans? Nah, man, just enjoy the NCAA tournament. Um, You can go on Twitter, the real Corey Brewer. And Hey, let's stay safe. Yes, man. Thank you. Listen, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me here for, for a little bit today. So who's your final pick? Is it going to be Illinois that wins it all? Is it going to be Gonzaga? Hey, man, I'm always going to go with the Gators. Anytime okay. we step in the tournament, we're winning it all. Okay. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear, man. Loyal to his school. All right, guys. Well, make sure you check out Corey on Twitter, the real Corey Brewer. And uh, until next time, anchor down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.